wherever you go, however you go. For energy on the go, it's got to be 5-Hour Energy. It works fast, it works long, it tastes good, and with zero sugar and four calories, there's nothing holding you back. Fits your pocket, fits your backpack, fits your on-the-go life, whether you're going to work, going on vacation, or just going out with friends. 5-Hour Energy. Energy on the go. For more information, visit 5hourenergy.com. to another edition of the Streaking the Lawn podcast. Once again, my name is Pierce. Caroline's with me tonight. How's it going, Caroline? Hey. Hey. <laughs> We've got a very exciting special guest as well. Caroline, why don't you introduce our guest? Yes, I am very excited to have him on the podcast tonight. We're breaking up barriers. We have our first tennis player to join mm-hmm. us um, in UVA alum, three-time national champion and recent U.S. Open participant, uh, Ty Kwiatkowski. Ty, thanks for coming on. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing all right. Thanks for having me, guys. Absolutely. I guess the easiest thing to kick it off is just uh, so you know, coming off of your experience at the U.S. Open, um, you knew you were going to be going, obviously, after winning the NCAA Singles uh, Championship. Congratulations, first and foremost. Um, <laughs> What, how do you mentally prepare for something like that? Did you feel ready? What kind of emotions did you have going into something like the U.S. Open, your first um, big tournament like that? No, I mean, I, I was super pumped. Obviously, I uh, couldn't have finished my college tennis career uh, much better. And to send out the coaches like that was pretty cool. Uh, obviously, I was definitely nervous. Uh, but I, I was able to play the, the qualifying event last year, so that definitely helped. Like, you know, being in New York one time before, um, because, I mean, there's so much going on in Flushing Meadows. Like, the tournament is – it's pretty insane how many people come to the gates uh, on the first few days to watch all the, the first few rounds. And, um, yeah, no, I, I was nervous, but uh, I definitely enjoyed my time there. How much um, support did you have? Um, you, were your parents able to make it? Um, was Coach Bull in there? Uh, I know JC was also playing in the event, so obviously some um, someone to hang out with, talk to through some of these experiences. But um, what else was that like? What kind of like the crowd and your match was incredibly exciting. So what was that like on the court? Yeah, I mean, um, for the most part, I was pretty – pretty focused on the match. I didn't hear the crowd too much, but I mean, I looked around a couple of times and it was a small court, but it was pretty packed, which was really awesome. And uh, of course, Coach Bowen was there and our two assistants from last year, Coach Taylor and Coach Benatsky. So that was sweet. And then a few of the te- my teammates that are still in school made the drive up from Seaville. So that was nice. like huge effort by them. Um, so yeah, I mean, we had, we had a lot of who's in the house. My parents were there and, uh, a couple of alumni there in New York too. So we got some Wahoo Wah chants in there. And uh, I was just pretty pissed because they wouldn't let me wear a Virginia shirt on the court. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, I mean, it, it was pretty crazy experience. And yeah, definitely had a lot of uh, Wahoo support up there. That's awesome. And then I guess it would have been handy to have a UVA shirt seeing as you guys matched. Was that something you were expecting when you came out to have your opponent in the same, same outfit? <laughs> 
Yeah, so uh, Adidas has been helping help helped me out before college um, with uh, apparel and gear, and um, you know I I hit them up before the open, and they were really nice to uh, send me some stuff for the open. And uh, when I went to pick it up in New York, they they just mentioned that uh, by the way, your opponent uh, is also. We gave them in the same shirt, you know, like <laughs> there's only two or three outfits for every uh, for every slam, so. They're like, yeah, you're going to be probably matching down to the socks with him. And I was like, oh, yeah, I mean, that's tough. And then, uh, yeah, we came out looking identical. So. That's awesome. That's funny. <laughs> um, was there anyone that you met that you got a little starstruck? Was there anything like that? Um, yeah, a couple of times. So I got to hit with Andy Murray uh, during the event, um, like a couple of days before the tournament. He actually – ended up not being able to play because of injury, but I got to practice with him. He was really cool. And he's kind of like my idol because uh, I try to play similar to him. So that was really crazy being on court with him. And then just the, just the same as that is like the locker room at the U S open is, you know, for all the players. So, I mean, seeing the doll walk around and like Federer walk around in the locker room is pretty crazy. I mean, like these guys are, you only see them on TV and then like to see them, I guess without a shirt in the locker room is pretty cool too. <laughs> Go on. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> that's awesome though. Yeah. I feel like it's gotta be such a crazy experience. <laughs> yeah. But you have to act nonchalant about it. Like you've been there, you know, like yeah. I was just like, Oh yeah. Like it's not a big deal. It's fed, you know, yeah. that's whatever. <laughs> I'm totally cool. Well, Ty, what, what's the, uh, the alums or the, the current state of the, the current, players in the program to have coach Boland who is so successful I mean building this into the premier tennis program in the country um you know with him moving on to to that position the national squad what uh what are everybody's thoughts feelings what's going on well first like I mean Brian got it like an absolute dream job yeah and to be head of USA men's tennis and um, it's a really tough job but he's going to do amazing things there and uh, I definitely think we're going to have some uh, guys in the top 10 here in the world uh, of tennis that are from America in the future and then as far as uh, our current team I mean I mean yeah losing coach Boland is really tough but Andres Pedrosa is probably you know just as good as coach Boland and I think um, you know we're going to have the same success in, in the program in the future. Uh, awesome. We lost, obviously, myself, which is huge loss. <laughs> but, uh, we, uh, we also lost some other really good players, too. So um, we have a lot of freshmen on the team this year. And I know that uh, Andres is recruiting really hard for the next couple of years to uh, kind of rebuild. But, uh, no, I think, I think we're going to be great. I was just there a couple of days ago. And the uh, you know, team looks good. They're working hard. And, uh, yeah, hopefully they can keep up the uh, tradition of, um, you know, being a really solid team. Yeah, if you could do all our Hokey listeners a favor and describe exactly what it's like to win a national championship, because I know they've never, um, you know, experienced, <laughs> experienced that some. in any sport. I mean, Yeah, guys, well, it's, uh, yeah, it's a pretty crazy feeling. Um, not you guys wouldn't know, but yeah, it's a crazy <laughs> feeling to uh, be able to hold that trophy. It's actually quite heavy, uh, believe it or not. Super heavy. You guys in Blacksburg, it's, you guys it's, brought it's quite one a heavy trophy. Yeah. So, I, um, Luca, Luca, let so me yeah, hold it. If, it you, 
if you guys ever do win one, yeah, maybe you'll you'll be uh, surprised at how heavy it is. But yeah, good luck with that. That's amazing. I mean, Which, just um, having to build more and more trophy cases has got to be a bit of a burden. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, the board said where we keep all our trophies. There's only three uh, stands, and I guess. Oh. Not really sure what we're gonna do. I guess we're gonna have to add another stand. Maybe like tear it down and build a new one. I don't know. <laughs> I just, I just work annex. here. Yeah, an annex for the trophies. Um, you obviously. Yeah. So you had three in your four years at UVA. Um, is there one that was sweeter than the others, or one that really stood out? <laughs> the national. Cha- I mean, if you had to pick your favorite national championship, which one would? Ah. <laughs> uh, I mean, favorite, uh, I mean, the one that felt the best might have been the first one because it's the first time holding that trophy. And uh, I honestly didn't feel like we were supposed to win um, <laughs> my second year. And, and uh, we had two really, really tough matches in the semis and finals. So, yeah, yeah. 2015 in, in Waco, Texas was a really good feeling. And then, obviously, um, this year in Athens, Georgia is pretty sweet too because Athens is a really cool place and uh, University of Georgia is like an insane tennis facility. So to win it there too was, was quite sweet. Um, but yeah, I mean, they're all special in their own way for sure. And having to balance the indoor versus outdoor back and forth on this last mm-hmm. one, how does that mess with you like mentally or is the team just ready for whatever? Does that affect big time? I mean, obviously you guys still won, so made it work. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, how much does that affect, especially when the, the championship came down to, you know, there's two matches going on. If you win one of those, like your national champions, like how does that change the dynamic from the outdoor tournament? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely different. Um, I think going forward, I hope the NCAA like, will put an extra day into the tournament just in case of rain, so maybe mm-hmm. they could push it back a day because the outdoor tournament really should be outdoors. But, um, but yeah, obviously they can't control the weather, but I think they should throw an extra day in. But, yeah, it definitely does change it a lot. And, um, but I think at the same time, um, we were just a lot more mentally tough throughout the whole year because we had faced some – some pretty good adversity over the year in terms of like tough travel schedules and crazy bus rides. Our bus broke down. So, I mean, at the, uh, on different trips, uh, I think our team was just ready for a lot, any kind of adversity and we stayed kind of calm throughout the entire week. And, um, coach just kept telling us, you know, whatever team can stay mentally tough and stay focused is going to win. And, um, yeah, in such pressure filled moments, it's just, yeah, who can keep a level head? So, uh, yeah, I think I think we definitely did that because Carolina was, as much as I hate to say it, they're a pretty good team. Yeah. <laughs> you were saying uh, uh, earlier before we uh, were recording that, that you grew up a UVA fan um, and, and follow the, the sports pretty closely. What was that like being at that level of, of ability, you know, as a tennis player to be able to be recruited by uh, your – your personal favorite? Like, did you just go, Hey, if I can, if I can join the UVA team, I know that's what I want. Or do you take your time and, and weigh out different options? I assume, you know, you get to know the coaches and whatnot, but w- what was that experience like? I mean, honestly, I, I didn't, I didn't even take any official visits anywhere. I took an yeah. unofficial to UVA, which really wasn't an unofficial because like my, my family goes there probably four times a year for football and basketball games. Mm. And, uh, I mean, Coach Bowen made me an offer, and I was like, look, my entire dream has been to go to UVA and 
independent team. It just so happens that you guys were, when I was being recruited, they were also number one in the country. So I was like, that's an absolute no brainer. <laughs> and I, <laughs> to be honest, I didn't get recruited by a lot of schools because I mean, they just knew my background with my parents and my family. And I mean, yeah, I, I'm, I will bleed orange and blue till I die. So <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> Does that mean the the rivalries uh, with the other teams means a little more because you, as a fan of the football team, basketball team, et cetera, are you a little more like, God, North Carolina? I mean, because you know, all real UVA fans hate UNC. And so, <laughs> as I said, yeah, yeah, no. I mean, I, I. I grew up on a street where there was like three or four UNC flags, a couple Duke <laughs> flags, and of course my dad like like flying two, three UVA flags on <laughs> outside the house. So yeah, I mean a lot of controversy for sure, and uh, definitely feels good to beat any ACC foe. And then uh, like one thing I'm really proud of is, or one thing I just really enjoyed in my four years was going to all the other sporting events. I think I made it to every single sport. Um, uh, and in some time in my four years, and uh, I'm a massive fan of every team. So good stuff. Awesome. Um, so over your career, I was just looking at some stuff. You've only got 11 losses, and two of those being conference. Um, when you get rolling like that, like how does I just the the program has been a dynasty. Obviously, like this is like super dominant. Um, what I guess the cheesiest question is like, what was it like to be a part of that? Like, do you feel that while it's going on or is it now that you've kind of separated or stepped away from the university that you look back and you're like, Holy shit, like we crushed it. Or is that something you're kind of aware of in the moment? Yeah. I, I think a little bit of both. I mean, coach Bowen does a really good job of making it not about the winning and losing. Um, I mean, at some point when you realize and you hold the trophy and then you celebrate for a few days, maybe a week, eventually that feeling subsides. So, like, I, I think the big thing for us is just realizing how as, as good as winning is, you kind of realize that there's a little bit more to it. And, uh, you know, winning the right way is really important, too. So... I don't know. I, I kind of got sidetracked from your question, but no, I mean, okay. yeah, it's, it's just, it's just, yeah. I think, I think, yeah, we felt a lot of pressure to to beat, you know, the teams we were supposed to beat and to win as much as we did. But at the same time, um, we trusted in one another because, you know, if you have a bad day, you know, the other teams still got to get three more points, and um, you know, as deep as all our teams were. Uh, we had a lot of faith in one another on, on each spot. So um, we felt pressure, but at the same time, we were confident all the time. Yeah. Good stuff. So being such a, a fan of the UVA sports as a whole, where do you see uh, this football season headed coming off a, a big win that you, that you were there for? On the field. Caroline's still convinced they're yeah, going to make a I bowl mean, game. <laughs> I mean, Kurt Benkert looked, looked like Tom Brady two days ago. So. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I know UConn secondary isn't isn't like the most fire secondary in the world, but uh, I mean, Kurt looked pretty good, and uh, yeah, it was really cool because we were on the field uh, in that first quarter, waiting to walk on the field mm-hmm. um, to get recognized for last year, and uh, we saw that when UConn threw a pick right in the end zone, we were standing in the end zone, so we got to talk a little smack to UConn <laughs> awesome. uh, when that happened, and uh, so yeah. 
I mean, a little smack, little smack is a bit of an understatement. Um, we definitely said some things that wouldn't wouldn't be okay in uh, a lot of places. But uh, sure. yeah, no regrets. Definitely no regrets. No regrets. Amazing. I, I don't know. I I think I think we could make a bowl game this year. I think we All could. Right. All right. And the basketball team. Do you see them uh, comfortably making the tournament, challenging for? for ACC title potentially, or, or Tony's been a little um, cautious in his language so far in the off season about expectations. I mean, losing London Piranhas is, is a, is a pretty big deal. What, what are your anticipations <laughs> for, for the uh, upcoming season? Yeah. Uh, I mean, losing London hurts, losing Malcolm a year, a year, two years ago now, I think was, was might've been tougher, but uh-huh. um, no, uh, I'm a big fan of, of those guys tony always finds a way to put us in contention so i like the depressurization tactic by setting the expectations low um you know to take a little pressure off the boys but uh yeah now now we'll be good we'll be good always very fired can't wait to go to jpj um hopefully i can get some good seats (laughs) i feel like they should be able to get you in there (laughs) i know i don't know if you guys can help me out with that but uh could be oh, a violation we, or two, but we don't have good. We'll call him some favors. Um, what are you? So, what's the plan now? Like, what are you up to now? Will you be able to get back to Charlottesville and see some games? Like, where are you? Um, what's your story? What's the latest with you? What's next? Yeah, so I've got about six more tournaments until off season. Um, there's actually a challenger in Charlottesville uh, the week the week of October 30th. So I'll be in Seville for that. Um, that's over at the Boar's Head, so that's that's always like nice to be able to play a tournament at home. And then, uh, yeah, I'm, I'll be starting full time traveling in 2018. Um, might head down under for the Australian Open swing and uh, play some tournaments. And then, yeah, I mean, my goal is to uh, make Australian Open quality. So, big goal, and uh, just got to keep working hard. And uh, you know, hopefully, uh, hopefully make the Who's proud. That's awesome. Um, so we have one last thing before we set you free and it's, um, rapid fire questions. Um, so our listeners can get to know you a little bit more. So it's fun stuff, nothing too serious. Um, but are you, are you ready? Are you mentally prepared for this? Uh, yeah, one sec. All right. We're good. <laughs> All right. Favorite place to eat in Charlottesville? Uh, Lampo. Oh, Pierce is a big fan of Lampo. All right, that's good. That's answer. not what I expected. Wow, okay. That was not. Those are not rapid fire questions. Oh no! no. Sorry, I guess not technically as rapid. It's more like in succession. Um, if you could play for okay, Virginia okay. in any other sport, not tennis, what and be a star, what would you choose? Baseball. Oh, right. Interesting. Uh, coach, you wish you could have played for that's not Boland. Uh. If not baseball, then Tony Bennett, obviously. It's <laughs> yeah. a good choice. Um, let's see. What's another good one? Is a hot dog um, a sandwich? Is a hot dog sandwich? <laughs> uh, definitely not. No. Correct. Um, which dining hall was your favorite? Uh, I mean, eating at JPJ is cool because you get to see all the other cool athletes around, but Actually, Runk on Sundays is very fire. Oh, wow. Um, all right. Which teammate was the biggest prankster? Uh, JC does ridiculous things that we can't talk about on this podcast. 
Oh, no, this is an adult <laughs> listening podcast. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's, well, we'll leave it at that. He's, yeah, he's trying to be a professional adult. If you a uh, dream job outside of tennis, if you weren't playing tennis, what would you ideally be doing? Um, athletic director for the UVA uh, athletic department. Ooh, there's like an opening. That. Yeah, there's no. Have you submitted a resume? Yeah. Um, I, I already, if, I already put in my name, so it's all good. <laughs> all right, last one. If you could be any animal, which animal would you be? <laughs> oh, any animal. Uh, a panda. Very easy lifestyle. <laughs> there you go. All right. Yeah, that's all right. We'll take those. Those are all great answers. All right. Um. So yeah, I think. Thank you so much for joining us. This was very exciting. We'll, we'd love to have you back and keep in touch and stay, um, stay up on all of your career activities and what you're up to. Um, but yeah, thanks for coming on. Good luck with all the future tournaments. I appreciate it, guys. Go Hoos. Talk Go to you later. All right. Thanks, I Go Hoos. All right. I know uh, we want to talk a little bit more about the football season because we had a big turnaround from the the. I, I mean, I was right Woo! again. I predicted a big win, so you know. Maybe I, just do that more often, and they'll do it. Maybe it's you. Yeah, maybe it is. It is what I think is going to happen happens. But Trogdon and I are perfect on the season and our predictions. And your optimism has you a two and one, which is a great record. That's the record that the football team has, and uh, I think uh, we can all say it was a convincing win. Yes, uh, against UConn. Uh, the deep throws right off the bat. I mean, that's such a huge difference. They weren't there against Indiana. You could take a little bit in the dip, the level of team, you know, into consideration. IU is a much better team than UConn is, and their defensive backs were really good at playing UVA's uh, receivers very physically. Um, but still, UVA receivers against Indiana got some separation, mm -hmm. and Benkert wasn't hitting them, and he no. was hitting them pretty much flawlessly uh, against UConn. So, you know, what else stood out to you besides Benkert's amazing record-breaking day? <laughs> well, first, yeah, I absolutely agree with you there when it comes to against Indiana, like the passes just weren't even close. Mm. So it wasn't necessarily so much that Indiana secondary was shut down. Um, I think the offensive line gave Benkert a lot of time, which was obviously indicative in – or showed in his um, performance. Mm -hmm. um, but also the running game was much stronger and they found ways yeah. to basically all of the big complaints that I had against Indiana play calling mm -hmm. um, the inability to hit the deep throw. Like, I mean, he was just so off in Indiana and was throwing laser beams like darts against mm -hmm. UConn. Um, and the run game was anemic at best. Um, mm -hmm. They found ways to use, um, Alamedy Zacchaeus, he was all over the place. I think he had like 156 all-purpose yards when you – or yeah, combined yeah. rushing. And um, that does that seems low. That's not even enough. 176 maybe. Um, he was outstanding. They did way fewer of the passes towards the sidelines. Um, <laughs> that went for nothing. Yeah. Uh, they were hitting slants across the middle. They were doing the short six, seven-yard passes, getting – they had nine receivers involved. Yeah. Um, three over – like I think you just said that, but three three players with over 100 yards receiving, which is the first time. Um, update to the article. I'll make sure I change it. The commentators <laughs> said it was the first time since 1996. I think they might have said since they had multiple receivers over 100 yards, but they've never had three. So anyway, I know oh, there's I gotcha. questions about that in the uh, in the post game on on the Twitter. 
Um, yeah. so it's my fault, but they definitely mentioned that on the broadcast. So I'm going to blame yeah. those guys. Um, That's fair. <laughs> but yeah, I think just in, the, the offense looked incredible. Mm-hmm. My biggest concern um, from the Indiana game was the stuff I just mentioned, but defend um, the special teams issues. I don't, I think those are still going to be persisting. Mm-hmm. One of the things that might've been a little misleading with this game against UConn is we only punted it once. So there wasn't any like punt return yeah. Uh, like we didn't see it. Like they didn't have to do any of the things that they messed up so badly against yeah. Indiana. Obviously there were kickoffs, but UConn got a couple of solid run backs as well. So um, some people were concerned about penalties. I'm not so much. I think that was just a, yeah. a couple the of brown, them The brown targeting was a good call. Yeah, that was a bad hit. I tend to agree with what Bronco was saying today. He's like, you know, you don't want to punish the guy necessarily because it wasn't some, like, obscene, reckless behavior. Or, yeah. You know, um, it was just sort of you, you, you got to be aware of where the QB is in, in when yeah. you're running at him full speed. <laughs> that's yeah. difficult. So that's going to happen. And I think Bronco had said before he'd been angry – not angry, but – the first game last year against Richmond mm-hmm. when people were like, Oh, well, you know, there were no penalties. That's good from right. a group that was used to seeing all these, you know, extra men on the field and yada, 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 false starts. And Bronco was saying he didn't even like having no penalties because they're not being aggressive enough. And obviously the targeting one was a bad call, but there were some calls that I'm willing here and there to have something like that. There weren't a lot of dumb penalties in that like mental lapse penalties there weren't a bunch of false starts or there weren't a bunch of offside, you know, whatever. Mm. Um, one pa- the one pass interference or holding or whatever, like that was uncatchable. Like so there's a few things here and there. And then I don't know how <laughs> we ended up getting a blocking call on a return uh-huh. that moved UConn down so far. But um, right, right. yeah, that was a weird. Brenton Nelson, I thought was really good. Yeah, it was awesome. He started at safety. He was fantastic. Um, and obviously Micah Kaiser was, that was probably maybe his best game for Virginia. You know, UVA didn't return a single punt. Speaking of lack of punts, UConn kept going for it. Oh, that's true. Yeah. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, there was uh, the first one was an interception. The fumble was the second one. Then they had three or four forced fourth down. Well, I guess yeah. <laughs> UConn's long snapper yeah. was hurt, is apparently what the situation was, gotcha. which is why they didn't go for um, extra points on any of their touchdowns either. <laughs> interesting there's the scoop and micah kaiser career day obviously just an unbelievable game from him two sacks uh he's on pace to have like 40 sacks this year or something ridiculous like that uh jordan ellis like you said the running game was awesome uh 95 yards a touchdown for ellis um on 20 carries so right there almost five yards a carry which is remarkably different um than the indiana game and certainly some of that has to do with the opponent uh but i would say you're right the offensive line was better even though it was a worse opponent they definitely looked better um i think they found their rotation yeah uh, and they looked better than they did against william and mary Mm -hmm. sure sure so, yeah. and that's, I think, the better comparison. That's not necessarily, like, the Indiana, straight Indiana to UConn comparison, maybe. Right. Um, but even against Indiana, they did get Kurt more time. The other thing I really liked was Kurt using his feet. I think we yeah, need more designed yeah. running plays, like we talked about. Yep, yep. Like, I don't want a ton. Like, I, I don't, like, he's not yep. Lamar Jackson. Like, I'm not expecting, like, you know, 
Um, but maybe right again without negative yardage. Yeah, first quarter he was taking the space that the defense was giving him after rolling yeah. out, and that's exactly like what we and all the other smart people uh, talking about EV football were saying last week. Um, you know, it's funny, Butts didn't have any catches. Butts. After having such a, you no, know. No, he had maybe, one, I thought, no? Not according to the box score. Um, oh, I used and, a butt gif. Maybe well, you know, if he, uh, <laughs> if you wonder if they, if UConn was keying on that, you know, yeah. and that space wasn't there and that would s- make sense with how far we were throwing the ball down the field. They were saying, yeah. okay, don't let him have the middle. He can't hit those far throws, so let him have that. And he proved them wrong. Yeah. It was – I mean, I think it went well. The, yeah. they How how long was the field goal? Did you have that? It was like a 30, 27 yard or something like that? We could oh. ask that boy, but I think um, I can find it pretty quickly. <laughs> yeah, 20, like 28 yards. 28 yards. So, I mean, uh, baby steps, get some confidence going. I'm totally um, for it. Yeah, you know, like, that was a good sign. I think, again, my biggest concern is still going to be the return or the special team sure. stuff. The other thing that's a little worrisome is we've had a lot of good luck. Knock on Oh, one. yeah. Oh, that tipped pass. That, the that tip pass, then the fumble, and recover that. I mean, and, as soon as the tip pass went, I think it was Leroni, uh, his hands, you, you went, oh, okay, we're going to win. You know, like yeah. the, the karma or luck yeah. or whatever, the gremlins who control. Yeah. Well, then we also, like, dropped the one. Side. Kurt fumbled it on the sidelines, and then right, it, like, right. Donna Dowling touched it, and he was out right. of bounds, so it goes back to where it was fumbled. I was, And that was a first down. Like, right. You hope just, they didn't use up too much of their, their Yeah, but they've, they've been having a few of those. During the, like, they've probably had four fumbles yeah. recovered like yeah. themselves so no, they've recovered every single one yeah yeah so it's just like good guys come yeah. on ball security. but um i think there were definitely some really i think it's a great momentum confidence builder obviously yeah. it'll be interesting to see what happens this week short turnarounds flying all the way to boise on the smurf turf yeah. um Friday i think night. bronco's two and two against boise state in his career um we got destroyed the last time we played them uh two years ago um they have the same quarterback but he might not be playing just yeah he's questionable up in the air yeah i wonder if that's impacted the spread i know boise hasn't been quite like what we're used to Mm -hmm. um for boise state the spread's a couple scores um i would have expected it to be a little bit higher but you know respecting virginia's ability to score now i guess that's that's where it is and honestly virginia could cover pretty easily if the defense could yeah i think it's about right i mean especially after seeing i think the defense and it was interesting listening to coach benenhall's comments today because he was talking Mm -hmm. about um they like to do shock and awe they come right out the gate they'll Mm -hmm. hit you in the hit you in the mouth early um and try and just kind of get you on your heels um and it's just it'll be interesting to see what like how the defense responds in that first series and the second series, like if they can kind of get some momentum again. And um, I, I, like I said, I think the losing Tim Harris is going to be tough throughout the entire year, especially if there's any more injuries, which hopefully not. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, it was the other really interesting point from the press conference today was saying that because Jordan Mack is playing so well, teams can no longer just try to avoid Micah Kaiser. Yeah, <laughs> which for sure. Could, you know, it could be something that teams were doing where they're like, they know this guy has led the ACC the last two years in tackles. Like he's ridiculously good. 
Um, so, but having someone who's playing as well as Jordan Mack is really balances out the, the defense and then having the guys that are stepping up in the safety position allow, let me make sure I get all these right mm-hmm. if I'm wrong, correct me, but having the guys step up in the safety position for Tim Harris really frees up Quinn Blanding to be better. I think at his position, cause he did better when he was balanced out with yeah. Aunt Harris. Yeah, 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 and he's never going to be the great coverage safety. So right. the less he has to worry about that, the more he can do what he does great, which is yes. basically everything else. Um, yes. He's and, all over the place. I think oh, there's yeah. several of them. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, looking around the ACC, uh, I would say real quick, Pitt, worse than we thought. Carolina, uh, if he probably worse than we thought. Yeah. Duke better than we thought yeah tech better than we thought um you know that's the coastal we haven't seen miami so you know also have a a postponed game yeah obviously lamar jackson is incredible but i think it's becoming increasingly clear that he is more of a one-man show this year um yeah and not i mean Close is really, really as a kid from Carolina said, <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely. Clemson is insane. As yeah. the defensive player from Carolina said, like, we're just gonna take away whatever he wants to do. Like, you don't take away really what Lamar Jackson wants to do. He was basically trying to one man carry them against Clemson. So Right. It'll be interesting. I think that'll be an interesting game. I absolutely hundred percent agree with Pitt. I think Boston College is worse or about what we thought. Um so I'm not giving They're up hope yet. Good. Yeah. On my bowl prediction, I might take I might stick to six and six. Maybe we won't win against Tech, but we'll see. But yeah, I think where I thought we would have lost against Pitt, I think that's looking more like a should win. Yeah. Um I like that Duke is at home this year. Um and after a bye week, that's incredible. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. I don't know. Last year the bye week was the last time we won any games. Um because <laughs> it came after the Duke game last year, but I mean, you look at this year, and Kurt Benker said it best after the um, last game. Like, this time last year, they were 0-3. So, 2-1 and with a little momentum. Like, it's already matched matched all their – Yeah, it's huge. Um, yeah. And, you know, expectations for Boise aren't going to be a W, and hopefully they play well. You know, there's a chance they could win. I certainly sure. – I'm not – you haven't mainlined any optimism into believing that they're they're going to – get a victory no, i think that they can i would not be surprised if they pulled off an upset i'm not expecting a win okay. i think that if if they play like they did on saturday and there's a sure. few um like maybe i don't know depending on who boise state starts a quarterback like whatever there's not a few up in the air huge. things but kurt looked yeah. great like he had three touchdown passes all of which were over 20 yards sure. um if he keeps it up they can definitely stand yeah game. And if you stay in the game, you can win. The bigger shocker was the fact that of all of the outstanding, not all of the outstanding quarterbacks, but there have been some mm. good quarterbacks who played EVA. You're telling me none of them have passed for more than 420 yards before? Matt Schaub never had a 420-yard passing game. Like, yeah, but oh, so Matt Schaub, I, I know <laughs> like, complaining about EVA quarterbacks and, and picking on Schaub is ridiculous compared to everyone who's been after him. But Schaub... <laughs> was so dependent on the awesome skill positions around him, including a lot of games where he just threw it on like a Texas route to 
any of the, you know, Pierman or Lundy or whoever, yeah. they took it 40 yards, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, so I never was sold on Chubb in the annals of UVA history as the, like, it down the field kind of <laughs> QB. That's true. Um, and again, I fully recognize that he's the best quarterback we've had since I've been alive. <laughs> well, okay, I was, I was alive for Sean Moore, so anyway. <laughs> uh, I was saying, like, well, I mean, I, that's true. Like, Chubb did have – those the running backs you mentioned, and obviously there's a lot of reliance on the tight ends. At that that point. game that Benker threw looked up there with anything I've ever seen. He, some of those pa- – I mean, he was 30 for 40 and 75%. Like, yeah. some of the passes that he was lacing in there, yeah. he threw a couple where you're like, Bleh. obviously at his yeah. first interception, like, whatever it is what it is. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's encouraging. Like, if that's what – you know, and, and he, the best part is he he seems confident. The team yep. seems like they're – and Bronco still talks about it, and it's a huge issue. Like, we said he had a Red Bull before the game, and that was the difference. So Someone tweeted, it gives you wins. Keep giving him I love it. chemicals. <laughs> and Sibley's like, you can't drink this. Um, <laughs> limits on, the, how, much, on how, much, uh, how many energy drinks you could have in the Navy. They didn't want you like, really? loading up on monsters and then going on – combat missions because well, you're stuck in a, a boat so there's no you'd just be like running around in circles there's no way to burn off all that energy. <laughs> yeah well they have like a treadmill on the ship. Oh, okay oh, like, on the plane <laughs> i don't know if it's the same on the ships but on the for air crew we couldn't there was a certain amount we were recommended to have and it was uh always followed if you're listening out there navy people the more you know um well, <laughs> seems, like, it, which was seems like a great stopping point for <laughs> tonight <laughs> tune the who's friday night uh i don't know what channel it's on i'm yes, sure we'll too. have a post about it on streakingthelawn.com we will but where it's you nice. can find where to watch the game it'll it's be basketball season very soon mentioned. but it's nice when the football team does well because we don't have to be desperate about it and it's also Saturday nice was fun i was, was gonna fun. say was i didn't read watch. Anybody on the internet saying it was time to play Lindell Stone, which was one of the dumber things I had read in a long time. I Actually, mean, some people know, did in, in garbage time. They're like, oh, well, that's not that dumb. I disagree. I think it's good to yeah. keep the red shirt. I don't know if, if uh, yeah, I don't know if, if you can. Bronco's going to play him. And yeah, today, that would be interesting. It sounded like he's trying to keep the red shirt intact as long you as You might as well. I mean, I, I get the idea that you want him to have game experience in case he needs to do it in a critical moment. But this sure. isn't a team that's going to, you know, be challenging for championships, most likely. Not with so. that attitude. Well, yeah. So there's no the, – the worth of that compared to the worth of him having sure. a potential fifth year. For sure. I, I don't think there's any sense in playing him unless you have yeah. to. Agreed. Um but I don't think it's stupid to the uh, the other side of that argument. <laughs> Unlike the, well, it's time to give up on Benkert argument, like after yeah. the game, which was idiotic. And I told you, they're going to lose. So everybody should just listen to me. And then they have the right <laughs> expectations. <laughs> yeah, why don't you just start predicting more wins then, Pierce? That's what I'm, that's what I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. Not this week. <laughs> but maybe. They certainly could. Let's let's see how it goes. And that's why and, we play the game. <laughs> exactly. And stay tuned to streakinglalon.com, as Trogdon would say, uh, <laughs> for all your pre-Boise, post-Boise coverage. Until next week, I'm Pierce for Caroline and the rest of us here at the blog. Thanks for listening. Go Hoos. Go.
iPhone XR is here at T-Mobile, and there's a whole lot to love. Like taking those perfect new year, new you portrait mode selfies you're going to share. Nice. It's the best way to stay connected to everyone you'll heart most in 2019. So get ready to fall in love with iPhone XR on T-Mobile, the most loved in wireless. Call 1-800-T-MOBILE to learn more or visit a store today. The iPhone XR is here at T-Mobile, and there's a whole lot to love. Like taking those perfect new year, new you portrait mode selfies you're going to share. Nice. It's the best way to stay connected to everyone you'll heart most in 2019. So get ready to fall in love with iPhone XR on T-Mobile, the most loved in wireless. Call 1-800-T-MOBILE to learn more or visit a store today.